Welcome to the Amazing Clarks Podcast on the Black Love Podcast Network. My name is Anthony Clark. And I'm Melanie Clark. And we are the, the Amazing, Amazing Clarks. Clarks. We're both award-winning certified life and love coaches. We've been coaching together as a team for 22 years, and we've been happily married and passionately in love for 30 years. We're pretty yeah, damn yeah. close to 30 years. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So... On this show, our, one of our main goals is to create a love revolution in the world. So each episode, we're going to come on here and give you guys advice that'll help you to live, love, and date better. Yes, in all your relationships, in all right? Your relationships, and in yeah. all your life, right? Mm-hmm. Today, I want to talk about something that we end up coaching on a lot, but has been very personal in our lives over the last couple of weeks, and that is being a mama. Being a mama, a mama bear. And being a mama of adult children. Being a mama, great. I love that topic. Yes. But before we do that, yes. how the hell are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm a little tired. And I've been a little bit overwhelmed by what we're going to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. My mama heart has been hurting a little bit. You know I have a mama heart and yes, a regular yes, heart, right? Yes, you do. Yes. Yes, yes. Well, me personally, it was a, a kind of a chaotic week. Yes. I was a little stressed for a while, a lot of tragedy, so a lot of sadness. Mm. And, you know, I found myself at different points getting so upset and angry that it was just like, okay, I need to step back, take a break, get myself back in alignment. And I'm seeing more and more people, they're like getting so immersed in it and so pissed off that it's actually having a negative effect on them. Mm-hmm. It's actually contributing, making things worse, not better. Right. So if you're out of alignment, you can't help anybody else. True story. So. True story. You know what? We're life coaches, so you're supposed to be able to handle everything. So what are your what are your strategies for dealing with stress? How do you do it for yourself? You'll hear that noise first of all. That beep 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 <laughs> beep beep, and that noise means I'm backing the fuck out from the TV. No more TV. <laughs> backing out. Turn it off. Turn it off. I try to get outside in nature. I go for walks. I start focusing on things I appreciate, gratitude and appreciation, and looking at it like, yes, things are really bad, but I see progress in different areas. So I focus on hope. Yes. And that gets me back in alignment, makes me feel good again, recharges me, and then I get back in the game and try to make a positive change. But one of the things that we're doing, I think is great, is our nonprofit. That helps me a lot, too. Because we have a nonprofit where we connect black youth to their African roots through DNA testing and helping them to get their their identity back, their African identity. That's a positive thing that makes me feel good. And that's going well. So those are the ways that I do it. What about you? Action is definitely a remedy for stress, right? For despair. Um, When you feel like you're doing something, you feel better. I think my main strategy for stress when it comes to this topic is what you said, hope. Mm Mm-hmm. I just focus on hope. I'm like, okay, this is one step. The next step is going to get better. We're going to keep getting better because I feel like when you lose hope, you go mm-hmm. into anger and sadness and I can't live there. So right. I stay focused on hope. And, and in no way am I telling you guys that are listening that getting pissed off is a bad thing. I, it's good to get pissed off. Getting pissed off is great. It helps you motivate you, makes you make make change. But you just don't want to stay in pissivity. No. You don't want to stay there too long. Stay there, dabble in it, get what you need to get from it, and then come back up. Yeah. Come back up for air because we need you. We love you. We want well, y'all to feel good. Here's something I don't know if people know, but our emotions are really telling us how we actually are processing things. Mm-hmm. And when people are angry over something, 
It's literally how they're dealing with their sadness. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to racial injustice, we're all really sad, but we're tired of being sad. So the anger mm-hmm. is coming up so that we have energy to move. Because when you're angry, you can move, you can do something. When you get so sad, you can't even move. And so people are using anger to propel themselves forward. So the key is not to stay there. It's to move towards hope. That's right. I agree. I agree. Yes. So let's jump into it. Yeah. <laughs> this mama energy, mama This bad. mama heart. What's going on, mama? Uh, so, you know, our children are adults and I love them all. And it's very interesting when you have children. I know a lot of people are parents and you hear a lot of parenting advice about raising small children. Mm-hmm. But what do you do with adult children, right? Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother, whole nother experience. And we've had a lot of mamas come to us for coaching, right? Like we'll mm-hmm. coach young people and then they say, my mom's really negative. So can you coach my mom, <laughs> right? All the time. Or the moms are really hurt because the parents have the, their adult child has a perspective on them that's not their perspective and they don't mm-hmm. like it. So they, we, we've helped people come together on that, right? right? So doing that, I've noticed that one of the things like our strategy for adult children is adult children don't want our advice. True. They take it as criticism. And they think that we're criticizing them when we give them advice. So you and I have learned we don't give our kids advice. We listen. We encourage them. We tell them we believe in them. We trust their spirit. And we're just here to listen. And if they want advice, they have to ask us for advice. Right. And that strategy's really worked for us. Right. And then when they leave, we look at each other and be like, what the hell is he thinking? What the hell are they doing? What the hell are they doing? got their mind. What the, you should have told them. Oh, in the batch. Hey, kids, how's it going? What, y'all forgot something? Uh, yeah. No, we do not. Nah, but it's true. Um, it's uh, You have to have a different approach. Yeah. And it's like the parents, they're still using the old techniques of parenting. Mm-hmm. So... It's like, yeah, when they're kids, you could spank them, you could scorn them, you can make yeah. them feel guilty, you can do a lot of things. But when they're adults, it's like, that does not work. No. It ain't going to work. And, and these parents just don't let it go. They're like, no, I'm going to keep doing it and keep doing it. And as they're doing that, they're messing up the relationship. Yes. They're pushing the children further and further away from them. One of the things that we did I thought that I think was great as parents, We've always created an environment with our kids where when we teach them about spirituality and that you create your own reality and to be a conscious creator and to track what it is that you want, you don't have to depend on other people. We, we taught them to be independent. Yes. And we actually had real conversations with them. Mm-hmm. And we allowed them to even check us to some degree. Right. You know, as far as parents. So... At about, I noticed at about like 16, it seems like, we kind of, that's when we really started the adult parents. Yeah, we noticed Yeah, it. we noticed it. It was like, yeah. okay, let's back off now and let's give them the mm-hmm. choice. Let's give them the option. Let's give them the space to start making their decisions and choices at 16 and 17, which because soon they're going to be on their own. Yeah. And a lot of parents, they don't give their kids that space to do that. And then the kid gets out on their own. And doesn't know how to function in the real world. Right. They can't make decisions. They can't make choices. And it's because the parents, you got to let them, you got to let them grow up. You know, I always say when it comes to your kids, when they're little, you're putting the good stuff in there. And when they become teenagers, you got to back up and let them use it. Boop, boop, <laughs> boop, boop. 
which is not easy. Back up, parents. Back, Back up. The fuck up. And let them use it and let them make mistakes because we learn from our mistakes. Now, you don't want them to keep making the mistakes, no. but you want to ask them, how did you learn from, you know, what did you learn from that? Why did you do what you did? So that they can start learning to self-evaluate, right? To evaluate mm-hmm. themselves and to grow from their mistakes. Right. You know, one of the things that summed it up like perfectly was this past, last week we were watching This Is Us. Mm-hmm. And that show that always makes you cry and I love it. It makes you, you cry too. It makes me cry on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you always put it on, babe. I think you want it's it. A, more it's than a great me. show. It's a you great show. You want it more than me. It's, you always try to blame it. It's a great me. show and the writers are amazing. <laughs> and the characters, I love the characters as well. Right. But on this particular episode, Felicia Harris, who's the grandmother, her daughter, the. Felicia Rashad, you mean? Felicia Rashad, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Brain fart. So, Randall's wife's Beth. Beth, her mother. Yes. So Beth caught the daughter in a room making out with another girl. And she had like it shocked her. Reaction. Re- she had a reaction. But the daughter took it as judgment. Mm-hmm. And she kept saying, No, I wasn't judging you. I wasn't she was like, Yes, you did. You don't accept me. You were judging me. Because she really was judging. Yes. And then when she was talking to the grandmother. She was saying, telling her what happened. The grandmother said, you know what? When you're, As a parent, you have these expectations for your kids to be a certain way. And she said, I had expectations for you too. I wanted you to be a lawyer or a doctor or something like that. And I had all these plans for you. Then you came back and said, no, I'm going to be a dancer. And then you got married and had kids. And she said, I was really disappointed. Mm-hmm. And what I did was to try to push you and tr- just like tried to force you. I didn't accept it. I tried to force you and force you and force you to fit that vision that I had. And in the process, I pushed you away mm-hmm. and it hurt our relationship. Yep. And she said, what I didn't know at the time, what I should have done was to let go of that old expectation and accept you for who you are and where you are now and build a relationship from there without those expectations. When she said that, that was dead on. And I see that with most parents, that they have, they're disappointed. But yeah. that's okay. There's, you're going to have lots of disappointments in life. I think that's where parents don't need to check themselves. You don't have kids so they could grow up and make you look good. Right. You are guiding them through their childhood so they can become their best self. And they mm-hmm. have to decide who that is. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of parents, they put their expectation and then they wait for their adult children to be to turn into this extension of them that makes them look good. I always say like parents want to stand around the water cooler and talk about my kids going to this college and my kids playing football and my kids doing this and my kids doing that. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the kid's like, I hate all that. I don't want to do any of it. Right. But the parents don't care because it's making them look good. Right. Yep. So this week I had to adjust what you're talking about is adjusting. You have to adjust your expectations. And I love when my kids get along. Right. It was let go. Of the old expectations and adjust adjust. to the new where they're at now. Yes. So I had to adjust this week because in my perfect world, all my babies are hanging out, singing kumbaya, (laughs) playing with each other. Like Uh, that just makes my mama heart so happy. mm -hmm. But what I realize is that they're not only growing as themselves as adults, Mm -hmm. they're growing into their relationship with each other. Mm Mm-hmm. And this week they had some fallout. 
And it was weird because when they're little, I could be like, come here, you guys need makeup right now. Say sorry to your sister. Now go in your room and y'all think about it. And then, but when they're adults, I can't force them to do anything. Mm-hmm. I can't make them make up. I can't make them forgive. I can't make them adjust their expectations of each other. And that's part of their growth. Mm-hmm. And I think for parents, we don't see that coming. Like, we don't know that that's going to be a thing. That's something that you deal with. And we're parents our whole life. Like, our kids are grown, 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 right? So, 37, 30, and 22. You would think at this point, like, our parenting would be done. But when they go at it, who do they call? Mama. They call mama. But I can't do anything. And it's such a hard position to be in. So I really just had to go back to love. I had to go back to, I love all of you. You love each other. You're going through growth because in life, right, whenever things get uncomfortable, it's because we're growing. Mm -hmm. And I can see that they're growing. I don't know if they can always see that they're growing. Everything seems really real because everyone is creating their own reality. Mm -hmm. And when you try to force your reality on each other and you try to force your expectations on each other, there's going to be some upset. You're right. And I think that's what they ha- what happened. So not only do parents have expectations, husbands and wives do, sisters and brothers do, right? Mm-hmm. And I th- and sisters and sisters and brothers and brothers. But I think they had expectations of each other and they didn't know how to manage that and they were trying to force each other to be who they want each other to be. Right. You know, something interesting, though, even though they're adults, they're still afraid of us. You know that. <laughs> They really Why? are. They're not afraid of us because we're going to hit them, of course. Right. They don't want to disappoint us. Mm. They really look that. up to us to the point where it's like, and especially like me, for example, I'll mm-hmm, use me. Mm-hmm. I don't usually chime in. Yeah. And they'll come to you first and they'll be like, Mama, this, that, and you'll, you'll deal with them for hours. And I'm just sitting there in the corner, just like, <laughs> I'm coaching. I'm, I'm just watching. I'm coaching the kids while right. you're like listening. I'm yeah. just listening. Mm-hmm. But when I do say something, right. they're like, oh, Okay, they really listen. Yeah. Because I'm not all the time just talking, 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 talking. No, I give them that space and that respect. So they give that back. Yeah. But right? that's, no matter how upset they are, for the most part. That's the beauty of having two parents, right? It's mm-hmm. two different energies that help them to grow and to expand. And I literally, like as a mom, I didn't have a great example as a mom. Mm-hmm. So I literally tried to do the opposite of everything that my mom did. She was critical, so I try to not be critical. She wasn't super affectionate and expressive. I try to be extremely affectionate and um, expressive with them. But here's the thing, moms and everyone, we don't know what we're doing. You know, growing up, people think, oh, my mom and dad have all the answers. No, we don't. No, we don't. We are learning just like you are. We are growing just like you are. And... As parents, I want to encourage you, be honest about that. Be honest if you don't know something or you don't have the answer. I tell my kids when I don't have the answer to something, I I don't know, but I'll find out. I think it's this. I never want them to think that I have all the answers and that I'm perfect because when I fail, then the level of disappointment is way bigger. If they know I'm fallible, then they know that when they grow up, they're going to be fallible and they're not going to be so hard on themselves. And that's a tough one for a lot of parents. They don't want to give up that persona of perfection. Like, 
well, I'm the parent and I have all the answers. At some point, you got to meet your kids and let them know, um, especially when they're adults, that I'm human just like you. I'm figuring it out just like you. And we're all in this together. And I've noticed in our coaching, people who have parents who pretend, play perfect, have a really hard time with disappointment. And they are not able to rebound from trauma or upset or just disagreements, disappointment, disagreements. They can't rebound from it. So I'm hopeful that my kids are going to get through this. They're going to get on the other side of it. They're going to have some amazing growth. They're going to be even closer than they were before. And they're just going to the next level in their relationships because I've had issues with my siblings and that's exactly what happened. We didn't agree. We didn't see eye to eye. We maybe battled it out a little bit, but because we love each other, eventually we got on the other side of it and actually created some clarity and some understanding and some acceptance of who we are as adults and mm-hmm. not trying to project who we were as kids and keep our idea of who each other should be. Right. I will say this. Me personally, I think you're an amazing mother. Oh, thank you, baby. You really are. I'm not just saying that to say it. And the level of patience that you have with the kids, mm-hmm. the level of love and tenderness and just constant support mm-hmm. that I would have killed to have that growing up yeah. in a mother. And so you you definitely deserve the Amazing Mother Award. Aw, thank and I, you. And I think that all styles together really works well mm-hmm. because, of course, most males and female relationships, right. marriage, married couples, I'm very hard. Not very hard. I'm harder with them. Yes. More stern. And you get so you give the lovey dovey. I give the <laughs> yes firmness. Right. And it works. Right. It works really, really well. One of the things, though, I will say, too, is that made me very aware of, it makes me aware of how I dealt with my mother mm-hmm. and how as a kid, I judged her. Mm-hmm. So when I hear the kids talk about us in ways like, oh, when we were kids, you did this. And it's like, no, we didn't. <laughs> no, we didn't. Right. And they're like, yes, you did. You did whatever. <laughs> and I used to do that to my mother and I couldn't get why she didn't, didn't just go, yeah, you're right. I did that. Right. Because as a parent, you have one reality that you're mm-hmm. living and your kids live in a completely different reality. And that's why I always say that as a parent, you can be the greatest parent in the world and right. you can go, I'm going to make sure that my child has everything that they want, that they never suffer and you can go above and beyond. Mm-hmm. But your child will still grow up and have some kind of childhood trauma that they're going to complain about. Absolutely. That they're going to connect to you. Yep. And you'll be like, yo, why are you upset? Why are you not talking to me I, after everything I did for you? And they're like, but you remember when I was seven years old and you went to the store to get me chips and you brought back the wrong kind because you didn't listen to me and I'm traumatized for life. Like, what the hell? What that? Right. That you chose that? But I realized I did that to my mother too. Yeah. You know, so yeah. parenting, you know, it's nobody's going to get it perfect. No. Nope. You do the best that you can. Nobody's born with a parenting manual. No. Nope. And every situation is different and you just, you figure it out. So I would, if I had to give advice, well, I do give advice on parenting adults all the time. I think number one would be, be honest that you're not perfect. Number two would be, listen to them, Mm -hmm. listen to where they're coming from and don't feel like you need to defend yourself. It's okay if they have a different perspective than you. That's okay. You don't have to agree. You could agree to disagree and Mm -hmm. still love them. And then I think the other thing would be let them know you believe in them. Mm -hmm. 
My yeah. kids know I believe in them. Even when they're struggling, I always believe in them. I always believe they have what it takes to get on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. And that helps them to believe in themselves. There you go. I Do you have it. any any tips to add to that? Like they said on the show, make the adjustments. Adjust. Adjust. Adjust your expectations. Adjust. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something I'm glad I learned early on. If you want to have a relationship with the kids, your kids are going to always grow and they're going to always change. Yep. And zigzag, zig, zigzag, zig, zigzag, zig. It's going to be continuous. And as a parent, the tendency, especially when you're, we have adult kids, mm-hmm. is to not want to bend. Yeah. Because I'm the parent, you should listen to me, but it's like two trees being tied together. And if one grows in one direction, if the other one doesn't grow with it, they're going to break. Yeah, true. And I don't want to break from my kids. No, I don't either. I don't ever want to do that. Right. And so it's like, okay, my ego, my pride saying don't change. I shouldn't accept this because when I, the way I was raised back in my days, parents, you don't check the kitten. It's like, yo, forget that crap. Yeah. That's all BS. Change or lose them. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. Change. I bend, make the change. It makes things better in the end. 100%. So be flexible. And I would add to it, learn from your kids. You remember we were growing up, it was like kids are to be seen, not heard. And sit down, be quiet, go outside, go over here, go mm-hmm. over that. Like it was almost like we weren't even human beings, right? right. We were herded around. Mm-hmm. And today's young people are not having that. They want a choice. They want to be heard. They have something to contribute. Mm-hmm. And if you're open to that, you can learn so much from your kids. I've learned so much from my kids. So let me ask you this. Yes. How do you feel about, because they're adults now, mm-hmm. and when they have conversations about sex and stuff like that, their sex lives, because mm-hmm. that they do bring that up. So mm-hmm. like, and I trip out because you Awkward. seem like, because they, they talk to you a lot, of, a lot more than me about it. Yes. And you hang in there. <laughs> and when they start that with you and I'm in the room, uh-huh. boop, 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 boop. Really? Anthony's backing out the room, people. Yeah. I did not know you felt that way, yeah, Anthony. I don't, I, I don't, it doesn't. Wow. Yeah. And I'm open-minded, but yeah, I don't. Nah, wow. That's interesting. Um, let's see. How do I feel about it? Mm, it's a little awkward, but I don't want them to feel uncomfortable. And I love that they feel comfortable enough to talk to me about it. So I'm open. I get really uncomfortable when there's too many details. Like Mm -hmm. they could tell me about their dating. Like they talk to me about, well, you know, two are in relationships and those two do not talk about their sex life for the most part. Mm -hmm. And we have one that's still dating and I'll hear about the dating. And that one gives me a little bit more detail. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm like, La, 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 la. Yeah, okay, I love you. That's well, you know. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to work that out, honey. Um, but I do get a little bit awkward, but I, t- I have to talk with myself about that. And I say, you believe sex is a beautiful thing and it connects people and it connects spirits and minds and bodies and it's beautiful. Why are you being weird? I'll literally ask myself that and mm-hmm. I'll just tell myself, it's just programming. Right. Your kids are adults and it's okay for them to talk about sex. Right. They could talk about it with me, but it's not my preference. Yeah. But of course, like I said, I'm a coach. I'm open-minded. I'll listen. But but I think that's part of our growing, right? Like, but, the, but then the crazy thing is when it comes to us, nope. they're like, ew, no. ew. It's like nope. grown-ass people and you, the thought of us having sex still freaks them out. Yeah. It's like, 
Where do they think they came from? It's like, right? yeah, people, we have sex. You should see some of the things I do to your mother. Stop. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Dude. We, we don't need to be doing all that. See, you're making me feel awkward again. <laughs> You feel awkward when uh, you feel awkward when the kids talk to you about sex, and I feel awkward when you talk about our uh, sex life on the podcast. Yeah, How about that? I love that. But I'm going to work I on lo- that. I love making you blush. I know you do. I know you do. Well, thanks for talking to me about my mama heart. I feel better talking it out, and um, it's it's been a lot to not have them just be in a love fest like normal, but it's growth and it's okay. Mm-hmm. And I hope this helps other people who are dealing with their adult children because. Ooh, we've had some tough cases that we've had to deal with, right? Yeah, like yeah. each generation has a perspective on how people are supposed to interact. And we do have to adjust ourselves because they're not the same as us. They're different. They have a different perspective. That's right. One day they'll be parents. Yeah. That's why parents say like, wait till you have kids. Then you're going to deal true. with this. That's true. But you know, it's not fair about that. Mm. Our kids don't want kids. So. <laughs> So they're never going to know. Uh, they're never going to know well, what we've two, gone through. Two of them don't. One of them does. Yeah, one does. Right, Maybe so. two, but it's a it's a long way away for us. So we're not we're not going to get our vindication, Anthony, for a minute. We're right. going to have to just hang in there. But one out of three ain't bad. That's true. True story. So, um, but I love being a mama, and I don't mind going through this. It's um, a beautiful, beautiful part of my life. It's actually one of the most fulfilling parts of my life. I love being a mama to my kids. And I have a lot of mama energy. So I'm a mama to my clients, to my friends, mm-hmm. to everybody, except you. I'm not a mama to you. I do not mother you. I don't want to. It's Thank not you. sexy. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Thank you. So thanks for sharing that with me. Well, thank you for uh, opening up and thank you for letting me make you blush and make you uncomfortable. <laughs> I appreciate that. I love you. And thanks for thinking I'm a great mom. That means everything to me. Like you, you how are. you see me and how you perceive me is really, really important to me. So. The fact that you think I'm an amazing mom really makes my mama heart happy. Yay. 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 Then you trust me, you deserve it. You Thank deserve you, baby. It. Thank you. So, got some bad news. What? It's the end of the podcast. What? Yeah. We're done. We're having fun, though. I know. But we got to go, baby. <laughs> okay. This time. Yes, yes, yes. We had a great time with you guys. Hope you guys had a great time. We're signing off. Make sure you check out our next episode. And be sure to follow us and share and review and all the wonderful things you guys are doing. Make sure that you download the Black Love Plus app. So many goodies on there. And keep spreading the love, you guys. That's right. Keep the love revolution going. We need you guys. You're a part of the love revolution. 100. There you go. So there you go, people. We gave it to you. Now what you're going to do with it? See you next time. See you next time. 